I have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Ah, hello, listeners, and welcome to season seven of the Two Units podcast. Nick Foot here, your host. Uh, excited to get stuck into 2024 with the great man that's sitting opposite me here, the Sultan. G'day to you, mate. Footy, great to be here, mate. Great to be back and. Seven seasons, mate. You, we spoke about the um, the shows that have made it seven seasons. So we're in a steam company, aren't we? We are. There's uh, there's a few big names out mm. there as well, and you can say I think it's five times more seasons than anything Mick Malloy's ever oh, been. Oh, you're going there <laughs> oh, every come year, on, every mate. season, mate. I thought I I I did that one ad nauseum, but it, it is true. Well, Other than the front bar, he's completely front barred. Yeah, 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 we've yeah. been front barred, but we're about to give him a bull bar because we're going left, right, and center here. We're four states, aren't we? I think we are. Yeah. I put my um we my budgie smugglers on. I've I've <laughs> got I've got myself a um a Lebanese cucumber. I didn't not continental because that would be everyone would know I'm faking. But I got a Lebanese cucumber. I've popped it in my budgie smugglers, and I'm I'm heading up to the Gold Coast for a few bets. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, yeah, the, and it might be a little bit wet up there, perhaps as well. Salts. Who knows? A little bit, maybe. Yeah. yeah. The um. So all anyone that's up there has talked about is the weather actually at the Gold Coast, which is extraordinary stuff considering there's and the yearlings. You stay up. You're up to date with that, aren't you? I am. I saw that two point one million dollar one drop today. Have, oh really? Avantage. It's a tiakao. Yeah, it was a little one of yours. That yes, horse, yeah. Sail topper today. Okay. <laughs> sail nice. topper. Yeah, happy days, mate. This fresh, delicious. Tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. It is salt and supper time. I feel like we haven't given enough gusto that's good to be back. Like, it's 2024. We did have a break, but we ha- both haven't really had a break. We've been working, so racing is still been just full-on for us, hasn't it? Yeah. To be honest, it was nice to have a break. Yeah. But it is good to be back. Yeah. Um, and the DMs were full. Mm. The, the listeners wanted to know when we were coming back and we're back for the Magic Millions feature. So what more could you ask? Yeah, $3 million races get us out of bed, generally speaking, don't they? Mm. Like that's that's what it takes. But also- oh, I get out of bed for a benchmark 52 if I know I'm going to have a bet in it. <laughs> that's so true. If it's, I've just been witnessing Saltz doing the form actually today and he was just looking at through the form of a horse that's finished a combined 95 wins last in its yeah. last 6.58. Retire it, please. <laughs> Retire Man, it, and that's one less thing I need to do form for. You were calling for mandatory retirement. Yeah, well, there should be. Forced retirement. If you've strung together four in a row and you've beaten by 100 lengths and you haven't won in a 1,000 days, you're done. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to win again. Tax-free prize money, brother. Hey, uh, salt and supper time. This horse isn't getting an invite to the supper, but what is? Well... Kerry O'Keefe, oh. he's a national treasure, and each summer it does the rounds, jokes that he said in the past, the old Mick Jagger, frog getting alone. Um, <laughs> it's a knick-knack paddy work, give a frog alone. His old man is a rolling stone. That always does the, does the rounds amongst various things. But he had a, an interesting one recently on the coverage. It's like a blind man at a norgie. You're just going to feel your way around it. <laughs> You are an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a blind man and an orgy. You're just going to feel your way around. Um, and then I'm not sure who would come with over the top then, but saying an orgy. I don't know if it is it an orgy in New South Wales as opposed to an orgy everywhere else. I don't know. In the in the all the orgies I've had, everyone that's been there has said, oh, welcome, you know, how great is this orgy? No one has said, how, how good is this orgy? It sort of gave me, tell me you haven't had an orgy without <laughs> telling me you haven't had an orgy type skull? vibes. I don't know. I don't know. He probably goes hard, the skull, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure he's, he's delved. But then again, I, I have not heard that pronunciation before. Uh, there's been some terrific... Cricket commentary, though, just in the past few weeks. Ravi Shastri uh, had something terrific to say when uh, there were six wickets fell for no wicket uh, in the India versus South Africa match. And this is, this is how Ravi summed it up. 153 all out. If someone went round the corner for a dump and has come back, India had been bowled out for 153. <laughs> what was said? 
Could be a pie or a Coke. I, lo- I loved it, in fact. A Rogan Josh. You can get away with it when you've coached India, who, who run world cricket, and you've been in broadcasting for 30-odd years. I guess you can do whatever you want, but um, I'm keeping it under my sleeve. Another year at .com, and, and I'll be using it. <laughs> if you're using I'll that. I'll be using that. If you're using that on a Tuesday banana meeting You've been saying that you're the new... Um, president go. of RSN, so you'd be able to say whatever you want. Well, I haven't needed to. People have been saying it for me, which has been great. So um, on the text line, <laughs> on the text line, it's weird that I recognise that number though, and it's it's a childhood number. It's definitely a family member, so I can't quite nail down who it is. But oh, what are they heckling you? Nah, they're getting around me. So oh, okay. there's there's definitely some family coming in for some support. I think it's Uncle Briser from down home. He's, he gets around me. You know, he's a big <laughs> AM listener. Uncle Briser, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't worked out how to listen to a podcast yet so i don't know how i can give him a shout out here but he loves <laughs> am he loves 927 yeah, I like it. uh pat johnston um who is a concreter slash part-time trainer had some good commentary around the magic millions sales yesterday and just for saying it how he is pat johnston gets an invite to the supper his twitter handles at big pat johnston if you want to have a look I might check this up <laughs> Magic Millions has again brought out some wonderful trainer syndication comments, yet not one, see you next Tuesday, has bought <laughs> one yet saying, I can't wait to sell this to Pat Johnston in two years on English Digital for 7000 and see it win three races in the Darwin wet season. <laughs> so, Pat Johnston, there's a few layers to this because in his bio, it's concreter and part-time horse trainer. There's just nothing more Darwin than that. How good is that? Yeah, so. Take him up the dirt. He'll probably get one of them. Oh, Chances are in his favour. 100% he'll cop one mm. at some stage for the Darwin wet season. So, Pat, for calling it how he is, um, come and have a seat. Uh, the other I want to invite just to the supper this week is innovation. So, I'm all for innovation in racing. A lot of people don't like change. There's a big uh, spruik this week around the potential for AirPods being used at the Magic Millions on jockeys behind the barriers pre-race getting some insight. And it was met with... Uh, Let's just say exactly how you'd expect it to be met with on Twitter in terms of comments uh, around that. I want to say I'm all for innovation, but we've got to go a little bit better than AirPods. I, I lose I lose reception to my phone if I use them if I walk to the third bedroom in my house from the lounge room. Can you explain to me though? They wear the AirPod. How do they communicate back? So I'd imagine it would be teed up like a phone call. And you'd have oh, your okay. AirPods in behind the barriers. This is, I wasn't paying for the RaceNet. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, paying okay, for the yeah. RaceNet article. Yeah, I was but I was reading it talk back. through the lines. So it's just like, I'd imagine it'd be being used like a phone call behind the barriers for pre-race. But I mean, I'm all for innovation and terrific. I don't know what much more insight you can get there as opposed to 10 minutes pre perhaps yeah anyway, but are they going to be more candid because you know they talk through their tactics it's right before they go in yeah so, that's a good call so it can't get back to the other jockeys maybe yeah um, as long as they don't wear them in the race which i don't think is the plan no i don't and, see an issue with it and i just can't stand the constant jumping up and down when anything's floated in racing it's just this constant negative reaction to any mm. sort of innovation and i don't this isn't exactly putting a man on the moon this is <laughs> There yeah. are AirPods going in a jockey's ear. And if they're happy to do it, then bloody push on. Yeah. If, if the ones that are against it don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. Yeah. Good dart. That goal regulation size are what? So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'll come. The first pack in eggs for 2024, it's always going to bring a little bit because we get to add to this sheet over a period of weeks that we can just basically build up and then let off steam when we get back to the show and one that popped up during the Sydney test match um, and again I'm using a similar phrase here but tell me you're from New South Wales without telling me you're from New South Wales Trent Copeland you're going to be the first one to pack your nags interviewing Pat Cummins during the Sydney test blaming this was January 4 Sultan AFL umpires getting blamed for a poor Sydney wicket due to digging trenches to bounce the footy. Was it like a soft spot in the pitch or something like that? Or they've what said, was it? Well, it's where the umps, where we bounce the ball. Yeah. And they're saying that the umpires dig a trench to bounce the ball. Now, if you actually know anything about 
AFL or executing that skill, the last thing you're going to want to do is whack it down in a trench. <laughs> it like, won't come back out. It'll yeah. go out sideways. It'll hit you on the schnoz. Yeah, you want an absolute launch pad. Like, I'm not going digging in Nathan Lyon's footprints yeah. looking, looking for variation. I want to get this thing straight. So, for Trent Copeland to come out and say, this is the umpire's digging a trench, there's no digging. They're trying, trying to retain that area as much as possible yeah. so i've got no idea where he's going with that but he's got no idea classic new south he's got no idea area yeah. is that what's the scg like to bounce on hard because there's not room for error so they don't have a drop in wicket like the g they yeah have, okay so this is the thing like when you, so there's like a crack or something it's yeah, it's like the gabba yeah so there's, right. there's more margin for error when the surface like it's a harder, harder. surface yeah, yeah okay. so you won't give in it so is the g like, the best ground to bounce on uh yeah it'd be up there yep. when any ground that gets relayed and gets too soft, it's hard, particularly for me with my, my old man's back like, yeah. coming in. But, yeah, I'd say the G's, yeah, it's God's carpet. Yeah, okay. Yeah, be, Perth? Number, Perth? be number one. Perth Perth gets pretty sandy pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like has a bit of rain. Their, their weather's a bit dicey. But I'd say the G, uh, this is some real sort of horticultural stuff yeah, here on no, the two units today. But I'd, I'd say the G, yeah, the, the staff there have just got it nailed. They know it. <laughs> Well, Believe it's it the not, best they know place for everything. It is, yeah. And if you think colour-wise, yeah. you've got absolutely <laughs> no idea. Just completely no idea. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, it's heaven. Um, Davey Warner, he's had a big summer. Uh, he's been in the news. Mm. What's your take on his baggy green situation? Because personally, I think there's something smelly about it. <laughs> oh, I want to hear what's smelly about it before I give my view. I'm not sure that he lost it. Oh, this is I'm huge. a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm running with the conspiracy, and I've read this on Facebook comments. Section. <laughs> so it's pretty legit. Yeah, I reckon it's spot I'm, on. I'm running with the conspiracy that um, it was a PR stunt from his PR team to just get the nation sort of- uh, Behind him. Behind him before so his last test. So you reckon because he's been completely and utterly on the nose since yeah, Sandpaper Game, yep. you reckon that he's using this as a- sort of a feel sorry for me perhaps mm. get around the Warner train. Around, yeah. And then where, he and then he happened to get it back and, and they can't explain how it got back. Qantas lost it. Apparently it was found at the hotel room. Paddy Cummins doesn't want to go into detail about it. There's something smelly about it. Yeah, okay. Oh. I want to send it packing. <laughs> I want the truth. Yeah. I want the truth about what happened to his baggy green more than I want the truth about what happened that day in South Africa. <laughs> yeah. That's that's maybe it's just a new chapter for the book. This is going to be some. I think book. so. There's mm. another chapter as well. So uh, you don't have any brothers. I don't have any brothers. But mm. if one of your siblings was getting married, would you get in a helicopter and and fly to work that night, or would you just take the night off? Probably have it off. I'd just take the night off. Yeah, probably have it off. What's happened here? Well, Davey Warner's got his brother's wedding in the Hunter Valley, and he's organised for Allianz Stadium, which is next door to the SCG, to be cleared as a helipad oh, no. to get in a chopper from the Hunter Valley from his brother's wedding to go and play some Big Bash. It doesn't even it's make... the night off. So is it, it's not a final or anything, is it? No. Nah. And the comp- like, and he hasn't been needed the entire competition. Hasn't played in it yet, or maybe earlier, but not recently. No. Nah. Yeah, I'm sending that packing. <laughs> that is some whole that, things on the nose. How's that's just making your brother's best day of his life about you? Yeah, that, actually, it is. Yeah, yeah. I nah. want he'll he'll um if he's in the wedding party, he'll, he'll be in the wedding photos wearing his sixes or in his bright pink kit. <laughs> yeah, he'll have zinc on at the, at the <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> oh, that's so shit. Um, <laughs> hey, cafe infidelity. Um, like, I'm a pretty promiscuous sort of operator when it comes to skinny lattes. Yeah. You'll go anywhere. Yeah, I'll go anywhere. You'll take anything. Uh, you'll, get, you'll get your tricks anywhere. I've got my local <laughs> I've got my local near my place and the staff like, know me incredibly well. And we're first name basis, everyone. Big time. We go in. Mm. Like, they keep my loyalty card behind the till. So, they stamp my card and they just keep it there. So, because I, I always forget it. Don't, don't really have a wallet. So, they just... Operate it with behind the table. Mm. That's that's the level of closeness we are. That's high level. Now the cafe about four doors down, their coffee's just better. Ooh. So 
I've started converting my first coffee today because everyone knows the first coffee a day is the best coffee. You can chase it with a second or third, but mm. nothing tastes better All than that first coffee. All it'll do is just make your breath stink. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So I've been getting my first you coffee. You've second one before you come here. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. You're on the nose a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting my first coffee for the day from the cafe that does the better coffee. Mm. But I'm walking the dogs and the, the route that I like to take goes past the other cafe. And I see you with the cup. And they did the other day and said, G'day, Nick. G'day, Carla. G'day, team. Yeah. And I've got the the white cup, which is they don't do white cups. So they clearly know it's from the other cafe. This is orcs. I felt like I was balls deep in another cafe. Yeah, that's orcs. Yeah. It was cafe infidelity. I don't like the feeling. And And I felt a bit awkward like chatting to them since I've, Effectively, I've done the dirty on them. I know what you're saying. My my local, um, it shut for two weeks. Mm. So I went to a few other places. I found the one I thought had the best coffee. I stuck there for, you know, near on two weeks. Um, got to the point where the guy I walked in, knew my name, knew my order, everything like that. Now the other place is reopened. The first day it reopened, I went to the the other bloke, the new bloke, because mm. I felt a bit bad. And then I've I've subsequently gone. Back to my old one, which they're both good coffees. My old one's better coffee, better venue. But I feel bad because this guy, I've built a relationship with this guy and now su- I've just sacked him. It's just a summer fling. Yeah, true. Nah. Yeah. Nah, you're, you've done the right. If you now jumped off this one just because they'd had a holiday, just because they had a bit of time away and never yeah, went that, back. Yeah, that's true. Nah, your, yeah. your, your, it is. your coffee morals are uh, high. Good reasoning. Your yeah, coffee morals are high. Fling. You, got, you got nothing to worry about and he should understand that. Yeah, it was a summer fling. And actually, now that I think about it, he can't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've sacked him as well. well I've had better oh. summer flings. Oh, so. it's 16 minutes into the first, <laughs> into the first magic for 2024. Hey, speaking of summer flings, you know what I want to send packing? Mm. Um, you're guilty of this. My One of my sisters is guilty of this. People I love are guilty of this. It rained really heavily the other day and I saw a million stories taking a photo of the rain <laughs> saying... Melbourne summer. We're all here. We all know it's raining. We all know that summer doesn't really start till January. Mm. So let's just pipe it down. I got a lot of international followers. Like I'm pretty popular Did on you? the gram. You're so trending. I like to I like to share my information. International with, and trending. With people from abroad. Yeah. And yeah, me too. And the fact that I'd say, look, I don't think I fall under that. I'm actually my rebuttal around that is I'm actually Tasmanian and they're enjoying a fine summer. So to, for them to see the mainland. Yeah. I as, I was as going, rainy and horrible. Yeah. Okay. You know. I was going through your followers the other day. You look <laughs> you international you got Russian bots. <laughs> yeah. You got a few followers. Yeah. I reckon you got some Russian bots. Yeah, I might actually <laughs> I've been thinking about how I can increase my uh legitimacy mm. on the socials. And content, mate. I think yeah, I think it's time <laughs> to get I think it's time to get some more Russian bots because <laughs> The numbers aren't going up, Salts, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and I produce nothing but terrific content. English literature, U.S. presidents, my wife, the tramp, burning dog poo and the human response, reflections of society and literature, reflections of society and literature. It's time for the stewards' room. Oh, the way Eric says that, he's so funny. This is the award-winning segment. Yeah, this is it good. debuted in the season finale of the Two Units Season 6 podcast. So if you're not sure what it's about, well, we open up the Insta DMs, um, the Twitter threads, and we get questions from you, the unit army, to ask us, the units, and we try and respond to all of them within reason, so it's within reason, of course. Golden Patty got us off to an absolute flyer in that thread, wanting to live vicariously through you and wanted you to name your summer conquests, but mm. I didn't think I'd throw that in because we're not about that, Golden. We're a very responsible podcast mm. here, and yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but, mate, Stewards Room, we'll bring give, some tumbleweeds, maybe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we'll dish out a few uh, a few little merch packs here and there for yep. some good questions too. The first question come from uh, Jeff and Liam. I sort of combined this because it was along a similar vein. They sort of said, what are you most looking forward to in 2024 and who takes the next step to becoming a Group 1 winner? Well, for me, I'm looking forward to seeing Imperatriz, seeing if, if – 
it, she can just go on with it and just continue to dominate the sprints. Um, and in terms of group one winners, Salts is comes into this, well, this guy's going to have to dodge Imperatriz, but I think I Am Unstoppable could be a group one winner in 2024. That's where my early thoughts are at. Buenos Notches comes to mind as well as one. Um, so that's what I'm most looking forward to in 2024, um, seeing these sprinters, if they can take the next step. Hey, we've got another one here from Ryan Ingram, who we know Ryzer pretty well. We went to the races with him one day. Good fella. Good fella He's a bit yeah. of a trader. Mm. Um, he wanted to know Salt's any behavior over the break that would get the units dragged into the stewards room. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love, I really wanted to see how you would uh, how you would respond to this as diplomatically as possible. But what the stewards don't know isn't going to hurt them. So I don't want to put it up in the atmosphere. I did have a relatively quiet break. I said I, I worked through. Mm. I worked New Year's Eve. I went to the races New Year's Day. Didn't really get wild. I got sunburnt. Um, <laughs> Imagine getting dragged into the, the stewards, getting dragged into the stewards room for not I was not applying really, enough SPF. I was really disappointed in myself though. Yeah. Like you get to a certain age, you get sunburned. You think you, you're you're better than that. Like just put some sunscreen on your face. I was up the rooftop at Flemington. It's like being at Falls Creek in summer. Like instead of the reflection of the snow. The sun reflects off everyone's members past and you get like burnt 10 times as strong. I think you're just 30 metres closer to the sun. You you were pretty, um, you know, you, you did some stuff to show up in the stewards room. Oh, I had a pretty big spring summer. I allowed my spring to roll into summer, which is unlike me. Mm. I'm usually pretty professional and get back into it. So I'm actually gone. Well, you were going to come to the races with me on New Year's Day. And yeah. You, well, I'm going. had a big I, night the night before. The units, I might go down a few notches in the unit army. Um, books here, but I'm I'm grog free 2024. Mm. So how's it going? Good, yeah, fine. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't drink at home anyway. Like I'm a I'm a classic sort of get a four pack of pulse binge drinker, go to a house party with yeah. some fruity Lexia to boot. Like I was that I, I grew up as that operator. So I'm not a one or two quiet beers or a glass of wine at home ever. So that's a challenge for me in 2024. I'm looking forward to it. I'm feeling pretty motivated. Well, you're also by definition a. a Professional athlete. Yeah, and that's and I'm not getting carried away by spruiking it like when mm. people do dry July. Like I'm actually doing what I. Yeah, what I want to see from you is I want you to get um, a reflex um, binder book like you had in high school. I want you to tear a page off every week. I want you to take a selfie on Twitter right one week. <laughs> And then two weeks. So every week I want an update on how long it's been. I might do one of those baby ones and lay down on a on a mat on my back and I'll get I'll get <laughs> with a Heineken. You, every zero. week we do every week we do the uh, podcast, I'll lay the rug out and you can bring over the blocks with one week, two weeks and put the blocks next to me and take you know like what? a yeah. yeah, an above sort of shot. I did nine months without drinking once. Mm. And I honestly well, that's what didn't I'm aiming feel for. the difference. That's what I'm aiming for. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm well, coming. when I was getting pissed. Don't worry, it's, but I'll be back spring carnival. It's just the end of the footy season. I just mm. want to feel good about myself. I'm pathetic. Hey, Mark Bruce, will the two units require a GoFundMe to attend the Warnable Carnival this year? <laughs> I'm not going. I'm calling it. Unless I'm required for RSN duties, I'm not going to the bull. Yeah, I'll, I'm hoping I'm working there. Mm. Matty Stewart took me on a tour of his- He is Warnable, isn't he? It's fucked. I went for dinner. Oh, sorry. I went. I went for dinner with him after. So we knock off early because yeah. the last was cancelled. We're going to go to dinner anyway. Went to Whalers. He used to own the Whalers. Did he? Yeah. With him uh, and a few blokes, and then he got out of it. Now he owns a, a pizza shop there, town and country. And now Whalers is booming bigger than ever. Yeah. Well, during the, that carnival anyway, it probably always has. To it, be fair, that, it just sold for astronomical. Yeah. Bigger okay. than Whalers. So he's going yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, like the new owners sold it. But anyway. Oh, okay. um, and just like he just literally knows everyone's outrageous, yeah. but he's building a new house and he's he's going to have a shindig over the May Carnival. So I hope I'm working there. Yeah, went, yeah. So good o- overlooks the beach and take stuff. your swag down and just park up in Maddie's joint, right? Oh yeah, but under the roof. Yeah, <laughs> nah, swag under the roof. No, nah, I, I want my own hotel room. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, hopefully I'm working there. Yeah. And if I'm working there, I I won't need a GoFundMe, but otherwise I might. Oh, I forgot Depends about how the punt goes the next little bit. I forgot the questions. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. What else have we got? Hey, Mick Shark, he, oh. he wants to know, you, and in all honesty, your teeth real. <laughs> he's I'm pretty big. He's all over you, actually. He is. I'm, I'm reckon, I reckon he's envious. Yeah, I think he is. 
you, well, you're coming for his form spot. Well, after last week. It's the foot focus. The, the Friday foot focus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sharknado. <laughs> Sharknado. You're out. Uh, no, he. this is borderline human resources areas for RSN. He's calling out my hair plugs. He's mm. calling out my teeth. He's I coming for you, actually. One more shot and you're done. Uh, Tony Bear. He, this is an interesting question. Tony B. Bear. Tony B. Bear. If we claimed Farlap as an Aussie horse, can we now claim J-Mac? Hasn't been home for four and a half years. I'm going to be honest here, and this is not anything against James McDonald, but I don't want him because he's a New Zealander. Mm, I don't. I, like I don't. Australia is so much better than New Zealand at virtually everything except rugby union. Yep. That we don't. We can let them have their successful people because we've got enough of our own. Yeah. He's a New Zealander. I agree, and it's like he's still got a bloody accent. He and it's. It's solid. Strong, it's yeah. It's strong, yeah. yeah. It's, I agree. I'm I'm not in a position where I'd be happy to claim him. And it's like even if you look at um, Neil Finn, like Crowded House, mm. like I always look at them as a Kiwi. Lord. We've claimed Russell I am Crow, Lord. But I don't mind claiming him because he goes around and gets him fights. He's, he's, ran, he's he, random South guy. He's fighting around the world. <laughs> him and Oi, him Tugboat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> hey, Pepsi Max or Coke Zero? Coke Zero. Yeah, Pepsi Max. That's one all. Really? Yeah, okay. mate. It is my favourite drink. I'm going to say this. I don't mean disrespect to anyone, but I reckon the median BMI of people that drink Pepsi Max <laughs> is higher than Coke Zero. It's probably because it tastes closer to And it comes to with sugar. KFC. That's why. Yeah. That's your common denominator. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. The, that's the fattest takeaway. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's yeah. just fat jokes. <laughs> um, Matt O'Connor, what's the best two-year-old to follow this season? Um, I'm going to go with Bold Bastille, Philly for the Hayes. She's only had the one start. It's still uh, the highest rating two-year-old performance of the season, and we haven't seen her since. Um, Ruda Royale, who ran on behind her that day, probably should have won the Golden Gift for the McAvoys after, so form through the race good uh and i also think well should be going to the blue diamond be hard to beat there but there's one that will also be hard to beat in the diamond and is qualified is um stay focused Mm. won the geelong diamond philip stokes yeah that was that was a good win it was a nice win yeah that was a really nice win yeah i'm going a bit of a different approach here because like i want to have a lot can go wrong in racing so it's not Mm. a huge call here but i'm saying storm boy who we're going to talk about Later in the specs, spoiler yep. alert. But he's going to have 1.7 mil to his name if he wins this Saturday, which is a pretty good head start. So I'm going to get on Storm mm. Boy in response to that question as the two-year-old to follow this season. And, yeah, follow him in at 240, I don't know. But that's my response. Uh, hey, this is a ripper. This is from View Long Form on Twitter. And it's a would you rather. It's a hypothetical sales. Mm. And I'm going to put the poll on Spotify. So if you're listening to Spotify now, you can scroll down and you can vote interactively while we're talking. So it's a hypothetical. A, would you rather be at headquarters on Derby Day as a part owner and watch your horse take home a group one win? Or would you B, rather tip the card in front of your entire footy team while on an end of season trip? while also steering the lads into both the early and the main quaddies. To be honest, I, I think that this result will be a landslide because I, for me, the answer is so clear and simple to be a part owner of Group 1 on Derby Day because I know you're on the footy trip, you're sharing it with other people, but it's still your, you're taking all the, the, the plaudits mm. and you're the man. Whereas you're on track... And you're equal with all your mates. And we've won an Aubrey mate. Yeah. And it was seriously awesome. So that would be something next level. So no brainer for me. HQ Derby Day. Yeah, I'm A, but I can unpack it. I'm Derby Day as well, but I can unpack it into a few different scenarios. Like if you imagine if you... No, it's on the footy trip with the boys. I was going to change the scenario. Nah, my point's... It's actually pointless. Yeah, it's okay. ridiculous. Nah, I'm I'm much well, you the could, same. You could be on a racing trip with the boys and yeah. You know, well, what if you'd been? What thing. if you'd rolled in though, like from a personal point of view? So you'd gone on a trip after Friday, getting up there with the Persian Asgari and tipping the card on the analyzer. 
So you tip it on the analyzer, then you go on the footy trip in your hand, but then it's the same result. Nah. I'm thinking too deeply Darby about this day. hypothetical. It's Derby Day. Has to be. When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion-conscious player, go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport, feel the excitement. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. It is time for Salt Specs, the very first of the season for Season 7 2024. And as always, got Top Sport on for another season, which we absolutely love. And geez, we're starting off strong because it's an old-fashioned four-of-a-kind. It's a royal flush. It's Specs four states. we got <laughs> Flemington, Rose Hill, Gold Coast, and one at Muzzer B. This is all pretty good salts. I'm pretty excited about this, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Fucking, I'm pumped. <laughs> um, Flemington HQ weather is delicious. Absolutely delicious. It'll be a good four, probably get to a good three. Rails four metres. Some slight south-southwesterlies could advantage those in the circle races, but they're not strong like they were that um, the couple of times through the carnival. Even spread of winds. Favour leaders. Sorry. Leaders, sorry, leaders yeah. in the circle races. Yeah. What did I say? Nothing. Oh, I think I said leaders. Let's watch it back. <laughs> 45% of winners do settle on speed, but there is a good split split of runners um, sort of across midfield and that. So, so tempo most likely key. You don't mind one earlier in the program, the second event. It's a benchmark 100 over 2,000 metres. There's a short price favourite here coming over South Australia. Oh, oh, Aruga, Aruga, mama. But you're going against the favourite? I am. And based on the fact that, look, winning form's good form. There's no doubt about that. South Australia benchmark 78 form pairing up with some Saturday Melbourne grade 78 form. I think they're different worlds apart, to be honest. And I'm with Golden Crusader here. They both get in on the minimum, um, Aruga, Aruga Mm. Mama and Golden Crusader. And look, I just think Golden Crusader's at a stage in his preparation where he's ready to peak. Last start, he was swamped late. That was at the Valley, led throughout over 1,600 metres. And she's only says fourth out of however many runners in the in the book but she's was only just yeah, she was swo- a swooped yeah. upon late and that was the race where old dylan brown mcmonagall sent himself home with some careless riding <laughs> he, said, he said he said mum i'll be home for christmas the race before i said how good he was and then yeah. he really funny well 10 pin bowled everyone well, he got the kettle. He got the kettle percolating, didn't he, earlier <laughs> yeah. in the day, and then just on Golden Crusade, um, not in that Golden Crusader race. Yeah, uh, he was on a wash, I think. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, nearly washed out the absolute mm. entirety of the field. But look, I think this seventy-eight forms stronger, presenting third up, out to two thousand. Um, yeah, it's too much of a discrepancy in the price given. Golden Crusaders, I think, is the one to peak. So four bucks for me in race number two. Yeah, beautiful. The third on the program, it's a benchmark 70 for the three-year-olds. A couple of impressive horses, last start winners. There's one coming through a last start, a debut win at Benigo you're interested in. Won the same race as Ayrton on debut, and uh, he looks very progressive, this fella, for the Price Ken Junior. And same colours too, roll the yeah, dice yep. syndication. So I didn't realise that. That's mm. some good knowledge there. So see, look, yeah, he Otago we speak of, $1.95. He looks pretty raw, but, geez, he looks pretty mm. smart. He drifted late in betting uh, in that race he on Bendigo. A, quite a healthy price. Out to two bucks. Yeah. And the one that was backed was sparkling to mm. beat him, got backed from like $2 into $2.90. And... <laughs> went past Sparkling late and was strong through the line and gave Sparkling Windburn. But well, he went past it like he was a Targo and a Tarago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in a Targo and Sparkling was a Tarago. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Anyway, so it's a, um, Sparkling franked that form, came out Friday night, Cranbourne, one by three lengths. So there's a bit of substance there. Um, yeah, third place one since as well. Yeah, and home seven lengths inside the class average over the last 600 Otago in that race at Bendigo. So stacks up on the clock for me as well. Benchmark 70, you often go, oh, maiden grade going to benchmark 70 is tough, but this is a three-year-old yeah, benchmark exactly. 70 race. Yeah, yeah. So um, your it's points moot. logical moved. step. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a moot point. Your point's moot. <laughs> you got a so, moot point. Yeah, $1.95. <laughs> um, if any progression which you'd expect being in this stable and they're good with these young boom horses then yeah happy then days. it'll win a few races and probably get injured yeah. and not not reach its peak yeah, again get bitten by a bandicoot <laughs> <or something. laughs> 
it needs to be a honey badger yeah. to survive its three-year-old yeah. prep. It'd be cool. it'd be, it's probably been trained. It's being trained like they've just got ladders set up out there at the Christ Kent Junior Yard and the horses have to run under the ladders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the same course that Elation Ayrton and the mm. likes have run. So Otago race three for me at $1.95. Mate, race four... Uh, it's a zero metro wins race. It's twelve hundred meters down the idle diddle. Uh, you got a little two bet play for us. Yeah, I do. A couple of speculators. The nine princess Annalise. I'll back her top flux. She might drift because she's off a long spell. But her figures from her earlier preparations are really good, comparative to the field. And although she's resuming off a long spell. She's had a number of jump outs, and the recent of those was in very fast time. A full second faster than the next fastest heat of the morning at Cranbourne, and she looked to be doing it easy. And then it was a full second back to the, the third fastest. So she's prepped right up for this drawn outside. I don't think that'll be an issue with, with those wins coming from the south as well. Rail out, no issue down the middle towards the outside. And the other one's Chester Warrior. Now, he is drawn inside. He was drawn inside rapid racing where it was very deep. There was a bias to the outside fence with those southerly wins was very difficult to win if you were drawn inside that day. The winner, impressive enough, had the the lovely camp on them at the right part of the mm. track. He very nearly defied the bias. It looked to the naked eye like he won the race. Well, gap back to third, impressive enough, has gone on one since as well. So it's like the Halls Gap Cup or something. Yeah, I think it was at Stall. I think it was at Stall. It was out that way. Yeah, um, wasn't at Halls Gap, but yeah, it was out that in the Western Districts. So, um, but he's a good enough horse, impressive enough, and and this it's a zero metro win race, so it's not the strongest field. So I back them both the nine and the four. Hey, just a quick one on ascending. I didn't know what to make of that run down the straight. So the Taraugan run on debut over 1100 rated really really well and then went to flemington a thousand was beaten by celestial storm i think that was rapid racing as well so it was yeah and it rated so far down on the debut what do you make of a runner there like what do you what do you do with them yeah it was also drawn towards the inside that first time down the straight i thought she stuck on um well enough when i had the camp on her but i think it i think it said that when you're leading on the fence at Taralgan, you put a margin in. Uh, the runner-up from Taralgan um, has run okay since, I think. Um, Affirmations. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure. I, th- I was talk- thinking about another race, Howser. I think that was through another race. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, nah, sorry, different one. But anyway, um, I'd just be happy to trust that the Taralgan rating was inflated. Yeah, yeah. I'm always intrigued with those when they rate so highly out in the bush and then they come soft track fence to Ralgan. they race there what once or a couple times a year yeah yeah yep fair dad he uh race number nine it's a benchmark 84 and it is over the mile salts Mm. and uh there's a runner here for oh is it race number nine yeah yeah. number eight yeah captain britain sorry i was looking at the wrong race yeah um there's a favourite here, Miracle Spin, Damien Lane on, which is terrifying. And, and Matty Smith knows the horses to bring down here. And he's had some success at, at Flemington. It was good in fast time over the mile last start at Randwick. But I, I thought the value bet in the play was Captain Britain. He has been met with a bit of early support. He ran a peak figure last start at Mooney Valley. Hmm. But what's not factored into that? He's, he's three and four wide, no cover on a race that had genuine tempo. So I thought the win had a, a lot of merit. Uh, he'll certainly appreciate a dry track on the weekend. No issue with him on a big track as well. And from this barrier, a Bowie Mertens, who's got a terrific record riding for the Lindsay Smith Stable, who's also coming to a purple patch of form recently. They had a bit of a, a quiet spell, but they've had winners left, right and centre the yeah, last few they? weeks. Yeah. I just think he gets that lovely camp on the speed and, and tucks in behind them and the favourite's going to have to run him down. Um, and he'd want to be good too because the horse is he's fit. He's no world beater, but he's fit. He's racing well. How, he's he's seven fifty. Mm. I'm just looking at number nine in this race, Piaggio. What the a pig way, rooter. What a way to do your catch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, pig rooting's such an explosive term. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's like first, you know you're doing something wrong when you're rooting pigs. Yeah, first time I heard it, I was like that. That sounds highly offensive to be on television, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mate. Rick Ra- Ashman loves a pig root. He always says it. <laughs> race number ten. <laughs> Fuck on it. Don't clip up that one sentence. It needs some context. I'll send it to him in his DMs. <laughs> He'd he love it. me. He loved the units on Guinea's Day. The Ashman. Yeah, he's a good fella. <laughs> he's a river. Uh, race ten. It's a benchmark seventy-eight, twelve hundred meters. Love finishing the day down the I diddle diddle. 
How many times can the units go to the well with number one jungle gym? Well, it's not really going to the well because we had point one of a unit on him first up mm. or second up. And then last start, you run that race 10 times last start. He wins at nine. He was primed. He got torched by Port Albert. No change of tactic. Went forward, torched him. Probably come off its back early as well. Pinked out bow tie, seriously, just smoked the pipe. I thought it was a great effort to get as close as he did, soaking up that fast tempo. He's run well down the straight before, so don't worry about that. Um, he's a winner fourth up. And that run on that fast speed last start, now he's at utter peak fitness. He'll, he'll roll along towards the outside fence. Be really hard to catch it. I want to back him. Why does Port Albert continue to give the units a Prince Albert? It's not the first time that he has put an absolute piercing through the has dicks he? of our sport, our sports and top sport account. Yeah, top well, that left account. my Port, that left my <laughs> Prince Albert crying blood, just flow a flowing river of blood at the tip because that really rattled me on what was a shit day at the end of the day got a good price about it yeah and he got sent to a flamethrower so i'm backing up on him jungle jim yeah all right he's I'm, very fit i'm back we're back uh, from the well and the other one's ebony king as well speaking of um <laughs> i'm not gonna say that um you've but anyway speaking of you've cracked speaking of, you've <laughs> just cracked a joke in your own head and laughed at yourself well speaking of prince alberts he's the ebony king and um i'll t- I tell you what this guy good horse lightly mm. raced uh just wasn't suited at 1100 first up i thought he could get the chocolate he was okay he probably went a bit further back than i would have liked him to as well on a day that was like favoured those on speed on that outside fence rapid racing but out of that race where he contested a benchmark 70 with 58 and a half kegs on his back well after the ryan houston claim he's now got 54 and a half kegs on his back and and he's drawn that probably right side of the track as well so i'll make him a um a result as well so i'm back in the one jungle gym and the uh eight the ebony king i don't mind ryan houston the young houston i like rocket. him he's the young fella. houston rocket is yeah he? Good yeah dude. no he's a good fella um Nah, nothing. Nothing? No, <laughs> nah, fair good, enough. No, he's a good fella. There's, yep. um, there is a couple of runners that I find interesting in this race too, so it's mm. the um, Master Montaro. Yeah. I was keen first up. Just, Former Victorian? Yeah. I used to think this bloke, when he won that... Cuzzy, Geelong, I think. Yeah, Cuzzy yeah. Bro run on him at Geelong in like a benchmark 70, and I dead set thought this thing's winks. And then it got sold to Honkers, well... Went to Honkers, I guess, with the Hayes team. I think it won three races. Yeah. yeah. it's And raced over sort of 1,400, but comes back here, second up, strips fitter first up, 10 bucks. Is this a tip? I don't know. I think it's oh. I, th- I think it's a cake and eat it too. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out in the yeah, atmosphere. I don't know where that, you're going with this. No, I I'm just saying. It's a bit, he's an interesting runner. Oh. I, I want to see how he goes yeah. second up. He's in for a flat one. He's had a bit of time off. And the other's Forbidden City. This horse has been... This horse is accepted and scratched at, I reckon, about 35 race meets over the last month. Well, that's enough. What when, is going when, on with when that? When that happens, I just leave them. Yeah, what's going on with that? Moody Coleman Don't team? Don't Not know. Sure. Anyway, um, Rose Hill, mate. Uh, what's the weather doing in the track up there? Usually favours on speed. Yeah, it's going to be a good track. Mm. Uh, rail back to the true. Uh, and I do think it will favour on speed runners. There you go. I just read your notes. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Just got ahead of you. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll put it in the um I'll put it in the um down the bottom of the page. I used to invoice me for invoice, that. yeah. When yeah. you do an assignment and if you're like six hundred words short in your essay you just write the same thing over and over again and put it in white text and put it down the bottom so word count hits oh. Word count hits a bit. Did you do that? Nah. nah I've just I, heard. It's nah, a bit of a that's myth. stupid. It's a bit of a myth. You highlight it all and you see it. I didn't need to because I'm I always I have, used to be I like always have plenty to say. Yeah. 3,000 words, how am I going to do that? Then I'll go over. I'm so smart. <laughs> okay, race four. <laughs> uh, it's benchmark 72 for the three and four-year-olds, 1,300 metres. Yeah, like infancy here, down in the weights, held up badly second up, had a slow recovery first up, forgive that. Uh, home in the fastest last 100 metres of the race, last start once clear. Probably should have beaten a horse by the name of Chili Philly. And that Philly then went and ran a beauty in that class four at the Magic Millions, um, the up-and-comer uh, for the girls on the weekend. And and Jean Quira won it, who, who'd previously had a, a good peak at the Gold Coast and was prepped up nicely. 
But Chili Philly, on a day where it was very difficult to not settle rails in run, had to come three, three, four wide on the bend. I thought it was a run full of merit. So Infancy's got horse around a good horse, drops in five, drops in weight five kilos, stalks the speed, has last crack. Well said, Thanks. explosively said. Mm. Infancy two seventy. Hey, ch- um, two seventy, two seventy. Has it been a scratching? Yeah, nope. Ugh. Just good support, my Sal- friend. Salty. Usually usually whoever I bet with winded out the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of chili Philly, sweet chili Philly was our family's favourite condiment for oh, many it was years. Huge. It was Where, huge. Is it gone? Oh, I have still around. I've, I feel like it I feel I've, like as Australians we now think that we're better than that. Yeah. It might be a bit of a bogan dip. But yeah, I, but well, I'm a bogan and I like dip. So see, I grew up in the northern suburbs of Hobart, and sweet chili Philly was a like that's a oh a that was sweet like Gruy, that was like Gruyere's finest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was genuine caviar. It was caviar out in yeah. the northern suburbs. It was so. Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. <laughs> Race six. That's what hates. No. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Pinch. Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna have to change our explicit. Warning. <laughs> yeah, Benchmark on, 78, 1800 meters. This is race number six, and you're with number twelve, Angel of Light. This is the best value bet in the country on the weekend. You, you can get seven bucks fifty for this operator. Folded back for some cover second up. Thought it was a good run, fast race. So United won the race. Give him a hope on the Gold Coast on the weekend. Don't worry about that. We'll get to that in a little bit, but. This filly was held up a touch, um, mare. She clocked the fastest last 200 metres of the race, was absolutely chewing into the ground, says third, but f- for all over she comes second. It must have just been an absolute shocker of a head bobber, strong through the line. Now third up, she's got a terrific record third up, mm. three third up runs, two wins and a second. She sits closer for the for the Ford Falcon, mm. 52 and a half kegs again, bit less speed in the race, has last crack at them, mate. This is a great bet at seven bucks fifty. Should be more more around four bucks, four bucks twenty. Yeah, Jay Ford's putting premium unleaded in her on the weekend. Yeah, they put ninety eight octane. They put <laughs> yeah. the ninety five. The, the ethanol E ten was in yeah. last time, and she still ran well. Well, if she gets a ninety eight, if she gets the Valvoline, you know what I mean. Yeah, she got beaten beaten by So United last time, and those United servos, I swear they. They do something with their fuel too. They like wash it or something. It's horrific fuel. So we're going I used to fill up at a United. No, we're going straight past United to BP me. on yeah, the okay. weekend. With You're going to BP. Yeah, we're sorry. I get Velocity points. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I like as a as a platinum member of Virgin Velocity, I like to go to BP. I'm, I'm just whenever I'm ready because I'm a platinum member. Yeah, I just okay. like to go there because it just helps me boost my car, um, points for my platinum membership. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, race eight, mate. Doesn't um, sound for big pain. Receipt. Benchmark 100, 1,300 metres, a cabling. Good price for a horse that's going to probably go forward and lead a race that does lack a bit of tempo. He was very good a couple back at Newcastle. Had the nice cold sit on him and just said, uh, see you later, boys. And then 56 kilos up in Queensland last start in an open handicap against the likes of Tamer Lane. Zoo style. He crossed the line with Star Tonte. Good horses. So now he, he's in a benchmark 100, but he's got 52 and a half kilos. A map that sees him go forward to lead or at least be on speed. Hard to catch. It's a bit of a no brainer, this bet. Two bucks 80. Kabling. You're mm. saying Kaching. <laughs> hey, there's. Do you know who's in this race? Wasn't and he's through funny? the new camp and he is the inaugural. You, the first time you ever use this phrase on this podcast, he's the inaugural fat joke, and it's Creadiris. He's in this race oh, at fifty one dollars. Yeah. He's he going, going to re- love him. Yeah, I know. It was just a fat joke that got just home late. Just a flashing late. light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's with Cody Morgan. Jet Stanley claims down if he comes past. Is he number two? Number seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. A Gold Coast this mm. week. Apparently, there's something going on up there. I've seen a bit on socials. There's like the magic squillions or something yeah. going on. That's yeah. People hand, looks people pre- hand looks pretty out. fun. The amount of times I have been asked by people, "Are you going to the Magic Millions?" Like I, I haven't. What would I do there? Respect, like respectfully, like it looks fun Work. and stuff. But like, unless you host the radio, unless you're hosting, what on earth would like, I'll be going there for. Check out a few cracking types. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> On the beach. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to go up to Kieran Maher and ask if two units can have colours on the $1.9 million <laughs> cult that he just bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, um, you know, giving chippies away. Go to Melbourne. paid that. Yeah, go to Melbourne. That'd be good. What's the strip joint there? 
Don't know, mate. Never know. <laughs> right, no, membership, mate. They keep you like just like your coffee shop. They you get your hole punched. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a whole puncher for you behind the desk oh, they missed a foot oh freebie today <laughs> imagine having imagine having your loyalty card kept behind the counter at a strip joint I reckon there'd be some people yeah I know a couple of real degenerates <laughs> yeah. that would real uh, sweaty people oh, that's no good yeah. uh, what can we expect the track to do because let's be honest in previous previous times there's been a enormous kerfuffle around this but it looked to hold up really well last week and they amended the rail or adjusted the rail in terms of the lead into their feature this weekend well the rail was true last week and it's true the whole track this week except it's out two meters from the 950 to the 400 so a bit of a section there coming towards the home bend um interesting surface because as we know, they had that issue with the rain and stuff and that they redid the drainage and that. The, the track had 200 millimetres in the lead up to last week and they raced on a good four. So obviously it drains like outrageously well, but it was quite interesting for a track to get that much rain and for fencing run to be so significantly advantaged. Every runner sort of won within the first five lanes. Fencing won, won six of eight. So you didn't have to be right up on speed. Um, we saw with Lavish Empire in the last, but fencing run and, and saving ground was was key. And you just couldn't make any ground further mm. out than than the fifth lane. So I know the Gold Coast of Old, you'd say they got into it. There's been a little bit of rain around, not as much as last week. I, it's a soft six now, but... You know, there's a few mil over the next few days. It's probably going to improve. But with the old track, you'd know, okay, the fence is going to be off this week. But I'm a little bit uncertain this week. Some of those layers, like, went over the... It's like a Mario Kart mushroom or like a genuine, like, boost Azuma. out of the... Azuma. Azuma, yeah. Who was the runner named after a footballer, I think, on the weekend of the Gold Coast. It absolutely just got a boost off the bend. I couldn't get around, get over it, but it was clear there was a significant bias and nothing was – everything else was on an old bloody K-Walker treadmill. Yeah, you couldn't be you couldn't be back and wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, I got two bets there this weekend yeah, and, and, and they're going to be on speed. And one's in race five and, mm. and you prefaced it in the, in the specs at Rose Hill. Um, it's a 2,200-metre staying affair. Handicap conditions, I believe. Yeah, I'll keep this short and sharp. So United, the five, is the sole leader in the race. The, the race had no speed. He went to the front second up 1,800 last start, running along at a fast tempo. Still home fourth fastest last 200 metres of the race. He had 59.5 kilos there. Now he gets 54. Tim Clark on, goes forward. Uh, he's going to be hard to catch. He'll, he'll look a winner, the winner for a long way. Whether he wins, let's wait and see, but it's worth a bet. Mm. Barassi was the name of the horse too. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's that not- was a win. That was a win. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. it's named after a footballer. Yeah, it's Ron Barassi. Mate. Yeah, but I was think I was trying to think. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I don't thinking know like Duel. Yeah, I yeah. Was no, to, uh, you were thinking Rosemont Rose Colors. Colors. Yeah, yeah not yeah. nah, different. So yeah. I had to look that up. That was bugging me. Um, yeah, so United race five number six for Saltsy as yeah. a bit of a value play, mate. In race eight, geez, we both like it's the it's the three million dollar two year old Magic Millions Classic twelve hundred meters, and we both like number one here, Storm Boy, and geez, what he what he's done at his first two starts, just looks completely superior to anything else in the field, doesn't it? And I know you're looking around 2 bucks 40 but I love the way that first up he was through a slowly run race mm. and then second up it was Eagle Farm. Yeah. Went up there, he got a bit of acid put on early doors and he went forward fast tempo, worked over a little bit yep. and still managed to run the fastest last 200 split of the race and mm. away from him through the line. And that screams bloody good horse. Yep. So... I think he's a he's a top bet, and unless there's some really disgusting tactics to work the favourite over, because it will be a fast run yeah. race, I'd imagine. I think a race worth this this much, you you ride your own race. Mm. I don't reckon as you you ride has, a two year old to beat another horse. Has he got the ability to take a sit? I, I think he will take a sit. Yeah. I think the Mashani Aloha will go forward. It's, so that's the one that went forward in the BJ yeah, McLaughlin. And he, got, and he said, all right, He mate. said, we'll see you later. <laughs> Aloha. Cheers for the tempo. Yeah, he's, Cowabunga, a, dude. he's a swift kickbox yeah. to the head. <laughs> Hang ten, idiot. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he let Stormbolt cross him. And Arabian Summer's drawn one inside Spywire? him. Spywire? Spywire, sorry. Uh, Arabian Summer drawn one inside him. 
probably takes a trial like last week. She, she was, was very effective. She last was good week. last yeah, week. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um. So a similar run for her. Can see her run well. But the thing about this guy, he's had the two starts today. His match is rating in both those starts. That rating, those two ratings, he he has run. Uh, a two lengths superior to what anything else is producing the race as a peak. Now they're lightly raced, so they're all open to big upside. But when you're looking at two dollars forty, about a horse that's got two ratings that are well clear mm. of the next best peak that that it hasn't replicated more than once, and that's Arabian Summer um, from last start. Now backing up seven days, which has been successful. Um, but what you're seeing is. A horse needs either go to a new, a significant new level if he holds his rating, or he needs to regress. But most likely in this camp, he's going to get better. And yeah, if he gets better, he won't lose. Yeah, and I yeah. think you should. I reckon he'll start at dollar ninety. I can't see who else can, can beat him. To be honest, like yeah. I've got Arabian Summers pick two. I think Spy. What like, and we're not about this on this show, but in terms of, I would be laying place Spywire. I just think. I think it's I think it's just a false in terms of substance what it's what he's done on the clock. Yeah, he shouldn't be shorter than Arabian Summer. We we, well, we opened him, five bucks. They've yeah. wound him out to sort of six fifty, and he's yes, his wins have been visually nice where he's straight ahead. And you see a lot of these in two year old races where there's um, there's a bit of a gulf between class in some of them. So you see that early doors. But in terms, I think it was like something like seven lengths outside the class average, one of the wins. So yeah. I'd like to see it backed up a little bit more on the clock. And I reckon given the fast nature of the race, I reckon he's going to get busted. Yeah, well, we saw evidence last week that Arabian Summer's a better horse than him. So we're both pretty keen on Storm Boy. Yeah, good chat though. He must be because it's four states. It's the yeah. Royal Flush. It's the Well, that would be five cards, but anyway. Oh, Royal Flush, yeah. Yeah, but... Four of a kind. It's four of a kind, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Four aces up our sleeves. Hey, footy, how much poker do you play? Oh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Muzzer B, race eight, benchmark 68, 1,000 metres. Uh, May I go on around here called My Ruby, seven bucks fifty, two bucks sixty the place. It's a one by three of the weekend. She's in excellent form. She's come back this prep, two wins on the bounce, first up on the parks track, very good win. Um, and then last start, this track and trip ripped home, one by two and a half lengths, 64 grade. She goes to 68 grade here, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> so We've got some absolute grades over Yeah, there. like benchmark 68. If you're going from a benchmark 64 on a Saturday to a benchmark 68 on a Saturday in South Australia. You must just be racing the same you're horses. You're racing the same horses. Yeah. And you've won last start. And now you get to go to 68, race the same horses, and you get in at the same weight scale. And you're racing a few of the same suspects. It's absolutely just makes no sense Why to me. Seven bucks fifty. Who's favourite? Um, Sorry. Yeah. No, I'll get it up, mate. Yeah. But um, it sounds like an absolute one by well, three. Well, yeah, it is. And she's she, look. She's drawn fourteen, which is no. Nah, it doesn't matter at Murray. Bruce. That's what I'm they saying. Get, and fence is like always she, off. Yes, correct. And she gets back with the toe rag on board who's well he'll be handing out bloody rags with chloroform on him <laughs> running past them. yeah he will he'll be, they'll be all passing out around him from the chloroform <laughs> the toe rag um i'm yeah oh, i'm not loading it bristler the bristler is the favorite who oh, can't oh yeah who can't, i used to like that yeah thing. well i it, thought it was better than shripper <laughs> yeah that's right and look at his last three starts third 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 and uh he's been out of bounds his yeah. last three starts. <laughs> yeah, that was out of bounds. Hmm. So, my Ruby, seven fifty, two sixty. She's I gonna like be, it. yeah, she's gonna be fine in the middle of the Muzzer B track and rattling late oh. with the tow rag on board. Unit. The longest carryover champ in the history of the game, Golden Paddy. You wouldn't read about it, would you? He's back for season seven. He had a winner in the last episode of season six. So he he carries the flame and we're going to continue to team up with Racing Hearts because they're terrific at what they do uh, and Top Sport are terrific at what they do because they give us $200 in bonus bets every single week for this show and all winnings go to uh, our unit of the week and Racing Hearts split down the I-diddle-diddle. And this is what Golden Paddy likes, Season 7, Episode 1. Units, it's a pleasure being on for another week and hopefully finding a uh, another winner for Racing Hearts charity. 
So where I'm going is Rose Hill Race 7, number 12, Naval College. Um, it's dropping three kilos off its last start, and uh, I think it's going to get a run of the race from Barrier 4, where Young Jet can just sit just off the leader and hopefully swoop straight past in the straight. If you're looking for a negative, uh, you could probably say that uh, Jet's had limited exposure to stakes grade racing with only five attempts. He also isn't able to claim. Um, but I think what offsets that is that he's ridden this horse four times for three wins in the second. He knows the horse really, really well, and the horse has a really strong form profile where it managed to increase its rating at every start in its first Australian prep. And so far in its second prep, it's on the, uh, the same trajectory as well. So... Hopefully it's the first stakes grade win for horse and jockey and they both got much bigger things to come in the future. So at time of recording, Top Sport have 270. Uh, I would like to have the $200 win bet at the 2.7 and hopefully I'm back talking to you again next week. Have a good one, gents. Go well. Good job, Golden. Naval College there. That's race seven, number 12, $2.60. Only come in a point, as they'd say. That was a slick operation. Yeah, he, yeah, he he's I think he's I think he's gunning for our job. Yeah. One of us. I think he owns more than he lets on. Yeah, he does a little bit. Yeah. And he I don't mind him as well when he talks racing because he sort of plays it down like he's a mug and a hack. So mm. he doesn't act like he's his, yeah, yeah. his God's gift, which which we love. That's what the units are about. Mm. Um Jet Stanley, geez, he's come a long way since he rode that since he did figure eights up the straight at Corowa that day and made me lose about three hundred bucks. Yeah, remember we were standing and getting a hot dog and you were blown up to that um, this is at young one, Sheila. This about is it. this is at about one a.m. in the morning. Yeah, to listeners. and you're like, oh bloody, Jet was standing there getting a hot dog. You're like, Jet, bloody, get on the run straight. At yeah, Coral, I don't have a free hot dog. And then the girl was like, why couldn't you get that thing to run straight? And he's just like, <laughs> tail between his legs, too weak. <laughs> <laughs> so I made come a long way. I made Beery buy me that hot dog too. I was yeah, he bought mine. Got cheese as well. <laughs> I was broke as anything. Uh, two units time. Uh, best bets from around Australia. Race eight, the feature on the card at Flemington, the Standish handicap, twelve hundred meters, and siding with my old mate Frankie Scaripper uh, at two bucks five. And you know, I just think he looks a really easy bet to have. Salts love the booking once more of Craig Newitt. He rode him so well in the Christmas Stakes. As a, a Scaripper's a horse that has that tendency to lay in, do a little bit wrong, and he was able to whip whip the persuader in the left. He's a strong left-hand mm. rider, and he was able to get a lot out of him and uh, obviously win that Christmas stake. So uh, she's, he's the one on the up. He's weighted well, looks incredibly hard to beat. I, I'm pretty keen. He's, he's my best bet. It's an interesting race outside of it. There's a few runners that have just been nowhere near their best of late as well. Yep. Um, the big watch is Treasured Star who's first up for John Leet Jr., obviously wearing the Bob Peters colours. First up for 13 months, stack of ability, Group 2 WA Guineas winner, two, two and a half lengths off Amelia's Jewel in a Group 1. Like, I can't, yeah. like, 13 months away from the yeah. track. But- uh, only had one jump. You get some fit, John Leek. Don't worry about that. Only had one jump out, and it was a beauty at Pakenham. Um, we'll find this a bit sharp, but, oh, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's going well. I think it'll have a good prep. 14 to the mile, yeah. big watch. So yep. keen to see how Treasured Stark, she comes back. I'm going back up to Sydney for my best Rose Hill race three. It's a class three highway over 1,100 metres. And the one here, the penthouse, well, that's exactly where I'm going to be after this <laughs> wins because fair income, it's a good thing. Hannah Williams takes the three kilos off. She's only had one ride on the horse. We're at one first up in highway grade in the past. She went to Canberra and trialled it. And often we see this mare go to the races without a trial or jump out, but we've seen a trial or jump out this time. And not only was it a trial or jump out, it was 900 metres at Cram, um, Cranbourne, at Canberra. Mm. Went to the front, caused a bit of pressure. Went to the line in first gear, last 600 metres, 32.75. It was very impressive work. Barrier one, she kicks up the lead. She's effective, fresh. And after the claim here, this is a class three highway. She's virtually thrown him because she's a 79 rater with 58 and a half kilos. The best... Um, rated the next best rated horse in the race is a 69 rater and and carries the same weight. Now she should at weight for age she'd have two kilos less than that horse because she's a mare. But then the rest of the horse are all like 60 raters and they're you know got 55 and a half kilos. So she's just too fast for these mates. She'll go forward from the low draw. They won't see which way she went. So Hannah's just got to hold on and take, a, see, and a, take herself to the penthouse. Yeah, it's a, it's the classic. You often get a text message about a first starter. 
the instructions are don't fall off. Well, the instructions, if anything, can just stay on its back. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's is that be- much better than I hope it's better than that text message that went around at Aubrey that day. <laughs> so, yeah, Esperito. Yeah. What are you doing now? Yeah. <laughs> Winning city races. Good on you. Yeah, where's my bold boy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a living legend. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, good fun. Uh, it's good to be back, Salts. Yeah, it's good. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, good to be here. Um, what do we got today? Your choice and your choice in outro song. Yeah, it's his Sunburn by Fuel. Now people think they're a one-hit wonder. Everyone knows Shimmer. One great, of the great song. Great track. But the whole Sunburn album, Corker. Um, they've got a good artillery. I like it. Yeah. Hey units, thanks for tuning in. Um, back here on the Soul Sessions. <laughs> we'll be back in your ears next week. It's good to be back for season seven, and good luck on the punt on Saturday. Have a great weekend.